Originally from Steubenville, Ohio, Brendan earned a bachelor's degree in communication from Franciscan University of Steubenville in 2015. Brendan then went on to work for the Diocese of Arlington, where he oversaw one of the largest Catholic young adult populations in the country. In December of 2019, he founded Gotta Be Saints, a project whose mission is to help men and women discover that they are fearfully and wonderfully made by a God who loves them. You can find Brendan's blog and podcast on his website, gottabesaints.com, and can check out his incredibly creative and beautiful content on Instagram at gottabesaints. This is a Know His Love story. I come from a big family, Catholic family. I am the fourth of eight. And growing up, the faith was always around me. I went to Catholic school. I had two parents who loved the Lord. And I had three older siblings who were great guides to me. And yet, in all of this, I don't know if I had fully ever made it my own. Growing up, I was called the church boy because my family went to mass uh, very frequently. And it was a joy to be a part of that, but it, at the same time, I don't think it had really crept into my heart. It didn't necessarily mean a whole lot, if that makes sense. I loved my faith, but I didn't have a personal relationship with our Lord. It wasn't until high school that I finally came to understand that Part of being a good, faithful Catholic meant living this out day in, day out on a personal level. I had great assistance from uh, a priest friend, Father Mark Moore, who was my high school theology teacher for a year. And he really got me thinking as he taught us Christian moral principles. And in that class, I found myself starting to ask the question that I'd probably asked myself in the past, but not, not fully. Why do I believe what I believe? And in turn, how do I best live that out? I knew the truths. I knew the faith as well as my peers, at least. And yet it didn't seep out of me in every circumstance. And so I think I took it for granted. I was able to look around at my friends and I felt like what I'd been given was even greater than what they had. Uh, many of my friends, only one of their parents was Catholic or their parents were only taking on part of the faith as we know as cafeteria Catholics. And I didn't have that. Doesn't mean my family wasn't broken. Of course they were, of course they are far from perfect, and yet the examples put before me were great. And so I found myself a senior in high school, and I decided to go to Franciscan University for my undergrad, a choice that was somewhat mine, but also somewhat made by my, my father. I would be the fourth in the line of siblings to go there, and it was pretty much understood when I was in seventh and eighth grade. And I found myself at daily mass there as a senior. I was taking some classes. And while at daily mass, the Lord spoke to me 
in the Eucharistic prayer. And as the priest was raising our Lord in the Eucharist, raising the host, I heard the Lord whisper to my heart, my son, if there's anything that you can do to give me glory, know this, every day go to my Eucharistic banquet. Make the mass a part of who you are. And I remember leaving that day struck because I'd gone to daily mass most of my life on and off. And yet for the first time, I felt like God was calling me to intentionally say yes to this gift. Something that I'd been doing because my dad had asked me or my mom had asked me or I didn't even have a choice. And I never resented it or saw it as a negative, but I sure as heck did not see it as a positive or something that was a great gift. It was just a part of my daily life. It was a duty. And for the first time, God was inviting me to not just understand it in the head, but to try to understand it in the heart and to long for it. And I must admit that now, it has been 10 years since that encounter. And in those 10 years, our Lord has been working, wrestling with my heart. He has come to make me know not only that I should frequent daily mass, but also frequent time in prayer with him in front of the tabernacle or if able, in front of our Eucharistic Lord in the monstrance. And this has helped me so greatly know who he is. And it's helped my identity. I've come to know that I am a son of the Father. What does this mean? It means that I start to see him as my dad. He's the person I go to for everything. If you're like me, you probably think your dad is the fixer-upper, the guy who's gonna take care of something. And my dad's not really handy, but if we had a problem, we knew he would fix it. We knew he'd definitely pray about it. And in turn, our Heavenly Father is this, but even in a greater way. He's there for us. He's guiding us. He's loving us. And he's helping us to find truth in our lives, to find joy in our lives. And he's helping us get to heaven. If only we just turn to him. So when I think of what does it mean for me to be a son of the Father, it means to be fully myself. Because that's what he wants. He wants me to not put up some facade or try to act like something I'm not, but instead sincerely go to him humbly at the feet of my master and say, Lord, this is who I am. You are my God. In you, I trust. In you, I take refuge. When I am asked the question of how does he best express that love to me? I think it looks different uh, all the time, but 
usually in the Eucharistic celebrations, either in the Mass or in that time in adoration. When I'm before him, in that bread that has been transformed, transubstantiated into his body, I find myself oftentimes at a loss for words, unable to speak to the gift that has been put before me, unable to know the goodness before me, but at least in my heart, I can know that it is a special gift and one that I must turn to time and time again, especially brothers and sisters, when I reflect on my own brokenness. I can't help but know that I would be even further off the path if it weren't for his Eucharistic goodness. The last question speaks to how do I respond to someone who doesn't even know his love? I think I would look at two scripture passages for the answer to this one. I'd look firstly at 1 John 4, 8. John beautifully states that God is love. Then I would look at Corinthians 1.13. Paul talks a lot about love. And the first thing he says is love is patient. Well, plug God into where love is and it's God is patient. What a beautiful message. What a beautiful message. Love is patient, love is kind. God is patient, God is kind. And then I would pray for that person. I would ask the Lord to open up their hearts to come to know him. And then I would give it over to him and his blessed mother and trust that through Our Lady's intercession, they'll come to know him. Thank you for taking the time to listen. God bless. Thank you.